0: to episode 13 of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Joining me this week for what is a global edition, Nikki Mertz from South Africa. Hiya. And then two new voices. So we've got Ali Hassan from the Czech Republic.
1: Hi Jabert, hi family. I just want to say I'm thrilled to be here today and what a lovely day we're having.
0: And Greg Taylor from Brazil. Boa to the mundo. <laughs> Which translates as?
2: As good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say something more exciting, like it no. translates as "we've we've hammered the the sorry team, sorry team from Woolwich Nomads." Well,
2: I could say Nomads. something. I could say something much more disgusting, but you wouldn't understand it. I'd have to translate.
0: But that's fine. Just just say it.
2: Oh, Arsenal vai tomanaku. which means sounds good. Which means Arsenal shove it up your ass.
3: I love it. <laughs>
1: Excellent. <laughs> you know, we could have guessed that, probably.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> um, so, we beat the scum. We sure did.
3: I you. We didn't. Absolutely.
2: we didn't just beat them, we caned them.
3: <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Harry
1: caned them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've been practising that for the last hour
0: or so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well done.
0: <laughs> did anyone, did any of you actually f- feel at any point in the game that that we were under threat or that, that you know, that that Arsenal were the better team? Because I tell you what, at f- the first half I just looked at it and I just thought, I, I don't know, I, I don't think Arsenal turned up. I think they were very lucky. I think the referee was pretty shocking, um, and I was always confident that that we were going to get we were going to get three points. I don't know if anyone else shares that. Uh, exactly.
1: Uh, somebody wrote on the group that it, would we be happy with a one-one? Um, and not for one minute. Not even at uh, before the game started. I would never have settled for one-one. I just knew that we were going to win that game. We were immense, absolutely.
2: I I was a bit nervous because it's a bit like waiting for the dentist watching a Spurs game sometimes. But towards the second half I was feeling much more comfortable. I think we can beat anybody now.
1: That's the feeling you get, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Definitely.
3: Yeah. Look, I I think that um, Arsenal were lucky to score, frankly. Um, Yeah, I don't want to focus on the negative. Rose uh, didn't have the best of games. He, he really plays, he looks like he's a good player when he plays against a weaker side. So, But I think he tried. His <laughs> Arsenal, a weaker side, I love that. Well done, to He tries really hard. You've got to give him credit. So yes, he wasn't where he was supposed to be and, and Arsenal got lucky with that goal. And I do think it was a lucky goal. Frankly, Definitely. we were going to win all the all the way. I had absolutely no doubt. I was chatting to Kevin Morgan, and he was saying to me, I think it was yesterday, that we were going to win 2-1, so here's to Kevin. You know, you called it, my boy, and I am so absolutely thrilled. You have no idea. Paul and I were screaming and going absolutely ballistic in our lounge. I mean, I think our neighbours must think we're nuts.
1: You know, just before that, uh, Nicky, when uh, Danny got caught out by uh, Welbeck running down the right, Mm. he made an Mm. amazing tackle in the penalty area, do you remember it? Yes. He did.
3: I I actually wrote down, and I said, you know, there was so much fluid play going forward. Danny Rose had put in two great tackles within 10 minutes, and just after I wrote that, there we go. (laughs) He messed up, and and they scored.
1: (laughs) What about about the shots he had? I mean, he, he was great going forward today, I thought.
3: Yeah he was really trying to make up for his mistake. You've got to give him credit. I,
1: I agree.
2: I was very impressed with Rose today. Uh, in fact, I was impressed with all of them really. Um, I thought a few of the shots were a bit skyward, but apart from that, you know we had, how many shots do we have?
3: 22
2: Was it 23? I can't something, remember now.
3: something Yeah 23.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to be having that against Arsenal. You know, yeah, you kind of hope good. for it against the smaller teams, but against Arsenal, it's fantastic to have that many.
0: I think it's, what, what was it, 60% of the possession or something like that?
1: Yeah. 56, it depends who you listen to,
0: really. I, I think that actually flattered Arsenal, because I, I thought it was a lot more, but...
1: But like you said, Jabba, <laughs> I, I think at no point during that game did I at all feel that they were going to get back into this at all. I just thought we were go- all over them, absolutely all over them. Amazing.
0: I would have been quite disappointed if they had come away with with something. And, and it, first half, what was going through my mind? and I, I don't want to talk <laughs> about Arsenal, but there's they've been Arsenal teams in years gone by that have been good with good players. You know, I say that begrudgingly, but that team is not okay. They've got a few good players, and I'm not, and I don't mean that i I'm not talking down our victory. Um, because at the end of the day, you, you, you've got to beat who you you. you um, the 11 that, that line up against you but um, it's not the best Arsenal team it's not the worst but it's not the best either and i have been quite disappointed if if we'd come away with nothing so I think justice was done
2: well, I, I never thought we were going to lose I, was, I mean until Harry got the winner I thought we might end up with a draw but I never thought we were going to lose I didn't feel panicky about that
1: but it is Spurs and it is Arsenal so you know history tells well, yeah. us that something's going to go wrong sometime uh, but I did just—I just didn't feel it today.
0: Um, Nikki, just coming back to what you said about Rose, I—I um, I thought, thought he had a good game, from what I saw of it. Um, yeah. There was a
3: tackle. Yeah, yeah. Carry on.
0: I was just going to say that there was a tackle he made early on in the first half, which was which was crucial, and he was trying hard, and the, if if there was one player that really really annoyed me during the game it was Dembele and
3: you were gonna say that it
0: was just frustrating just really really frustrated by him and I just wish that Shadley had started from the beginning but I, I thought Dembele was
1: quite good apart from you know I wish he'd shoot now and again because he is immense at holding the ball up and running past people and shoving them off the ball and finding spaces, but he just doesn't shoot, I just wish he would shoot, you know, but um, it could be the Townsend syndrome, you know, he shoots, he misses, and everybody gets on his back. They're going to get on his back anyway, aren't they, let's face it. Hmm.
2: Well, I I thought that Dembele started well, but he, I mean, although he didn't become terrible, I was waiting for Chadley to come on. I mean, I I posted on, on Facebook that I wanted Chadley to come on so that Chadley could go on the left. Ericsson moved to the middle and have Lamella on the right and then they could swirl around and screw up the Arsenal defence.
1: Well, he did it. uh, We must say, Botch made the right call there and he did actually change it. And we were glad when he did, obviously. Uh, It was amazing. Yeah, very good.
0: Um, Before we come on to talk about Harry King... um, (laughs) Do we have to? um, (laughs) (laughs) Harry Harry who? feeling it's inevitable. (laughs) um just looking at some of the other performances from the players standout performances so actually sorry be- before we do that um i was in the paxton end of the ground um and i've never sat amongst so many moaners and whingers in my life constantly just complaining if particularly towards mason there was lots of i don't know any of you guys watching it um on streams and on TV, uh, what you thought of the bases before, but I thought he did okay. You know, he made a few mistakes, um, but it he was, was immense to me. to me. Mason was man of the match. If, if Harry didn't get those
1: two goals, Mason was man of the match for me. He absolutely was everywhere. He ran the show. It was amazing. Um, BT Sport had a nice graphic of his touches in the first half, and he was everywhere on that pitch, about 48 touches, uh, making challenges, having shots, he was brilliant.
2: I was, I was quite impressed with Mason. I mean, I like the fact that he's an aggressive little sod. <laughs> you know, you want somebody with a bit of bite. And uh, now that Sandro's gone, I think Mason, maybe not in quite the same position, but Mason gives us some bite.
3: Mm. And I like him and Bentaleb together. The two of them really link up well. They play really, really well together and I was actually really happy not to take away from Mason that Benteleb was in the game I really was pleased about that because the two of them just I mean Bentaleb moves forward he gets onto the ball they were great together I think they're, they're a great team mm. and I think you could actually see that we were missing Bentaleb. Um, even though we've done well while he's been away with the AFCON we've missed him.
0: Agreed. I was I was I was I, I I agree with with all of that. I was just really surprised <laughs> sitting ne- or nearby people who were just constantly complaining about Mason. Um Lloris made a fantastic save, um, second half. Um Ericsson got more involved in the game when he moved to the centre. Mm. Um Is... Poch as I fit fe-
3: I was gonna say Lamella got stuck in a bit. I was quite impressed.
0: Yeah, you know he, right, right, really. he they worked hard. Were
1: they complaining about Lamella at all? Because I thought he worked his socks off today.
2: <laughs> On Facebook, somebody was complaining. Yeah, but I'll I'll always defend Lamella because I, I I think he's a great player. I think he will be a great player for us, and he does. As as uh, Nicky said, he really does go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember the. Post. I think I told the guy not to bring me down.
0: Hmm lamella wasn't getting any stick from the fans so I, I couldn't hear anything um, you really
3: need to to choose better people to sit with jeb <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah unfortunately i was hoping to sit i met i met rob wills from the group today um i would, i was hoping that i would be sitting next to him in my usual preferred mm. spot which is in the park lane but i couldn't get any tickets there mm. so i was in the Paxton end very very high up in the sky which gave me a good an aerial view of the game but from an um, atmosphere point of view, it probably wasn't the best. Um, well, it was it was a good atmosphere overall, I've got to say, but not in that section of the crowd, um, stadium where you get lots of people who just take life far too seriously. And they're probably all going all to die young because they just don't enjoy life. They're just too stressed <laughs> out. Of That's, what sad I... people.
1: That's what I love about our family. We're never going to stress out, are we? Even if we have a bad game, come on, let's face it. <laughs>
3: I know, we're always happy, aren't we? Even when we're miserable, we're happy. We're happily miserable.
1: Clapping away
2: here. Right. <laughs> well, the, the everywhere you go was very audible on the TV. I imagine it yeah. was really loud there.
0: That was, yeah, it was... um. That's becoming a real sort of cult number. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was getting sung a lot. I've even singing it at home. <laughs>
2: Afterwards in the kitchen. I went to the kitchen after the game and I was singing it to myself. I was the only one here. The cat wondered what the hell was going on.
1: <laughs> I'm always scaring my poor doggy. Oh, poor little
3: doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, I think. So, sorry, Jeff, just, just going back to uh, the fans. Was it as immense as it sounded like to us on TV because really it sounded like you guys were getting behind the team big time and it was just really um, goosebump material to listen to
0: Yes it was immense and, it, and it's it's days like that that you live for yeah. and I wish, what I really wish was well, if, if everybody else and all 500 and plus whatever members that are in the Tottenham Hotspur facebook group i wish all of them were with me at that time in in the block that i was doesn't really matter whether whether it's paxton or anywhere else on the ground but that would be my ultimate wish to be in there with with everybody from from the group um just sharing that moment and sharing that experience because that's what we live for it's days like this and unfortunately you know we we have days like palace and Leicester at home and and all of that. I mean, that's part and parcel of being Tottenham. And, you know, we've said this before, you've got to appreciate, you've got to, in order order to appreciate the good times, you've got to go through the bad times. But, hey, when good times come, it's it's something else, you know?
1: Yeah, true. Uh, Just one of those games, if that was three points, we'd be above United now in third place. That's Mm -hmm. it.
2: Yeah, ifs and buts, though. (laughs)
0: Ali, I think earlier on you, you mentioned Potch and and, the, and and the substitution that he made bringing on Chadley. Um, it strikes me. I know it's a cliche. It's probably been said before, but hey, we'll say it again. We, we've we've got a manager who knows a what he's doing, tactically. You know when to make um substitutions, the type of substitutions to make. You contrast that with Harry Redknapp, for instance. Um somebody who's got the respect of the players most of the players um he's a good player to like him as well um and he's got a long-term plan and he's, he's building a team um yeah
1: i agree um also i think it's uh, everything about him to be honest he is a hard guy um and people are trusting him now more and more i believe um even the press i mean he doesn't fall out with the press uh, I know it's early days, but he doesn't have unbiased views about other teams, or you know, match analysis is always very fair, you know. Uh, and when it comes to uh, squad rotation, uh, it's amazing. I think right now we are actually seeing the, um, the beauty of his squad rotation that people didn't understand before. You know, we've got no injuries. You
2: know, yeah, that's a first.
3: Yeah, that's
1: true. Exactly, you know, for a Spurs team to have no injuries at this stage, it's just, it's crazy. I've never heard of it before, you know. So, <laughs> touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I love I'm, the guy. I think he's brilliant.
2: So do I. I'm well impressed with him. I'm not surprised at his toughness either. You said he was, he was a hard guy. I'm not surprised at all because... Uh, Wasn't it Espanol? He was a he was a manager of in Spain.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was
2: right. Espanyol. Well, he was playing alongside his best mate, and when he took over as manager, he dropped his best mate. So there's do. no sentimentality at all with with Pochettino.
1: That's right. Uh, I see him as Mr Miyagi from uh, uh, the karate <laughs> kid. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. We've gone past the wax on, wax off stage, and uh, right now we're in the tournament. So I think we're almost ready for that final. What about you?
3: Uh, I like that analogy, I must say. I love – look, I think I've made it absolutely clear that I love Pochettino. But, um, you know, uh, one of you just mentioned about how he is in the press. And I know a lot of people give him a stick because, oh, he's English. Yeah, it's gotten better, but it's not that great, or whatever. I actually think he uses it to his advantage because the man's quite astute. He, he keeps his – He's phrasing very, very unbiased and very, very limited in what he says from an English point of view. And I think he does it on purpose. That way nobody can quote him as saying something and and misconstrue it and put words in his mouth. He's so he's always calm. There's no real that they' all or you know when you see that he's passionate is now when we're scoring that's when you see his passion come out and you can see yeah. that he's happy when when he's being interviewed but if we if we didn't play a really great game or you know we just drew or in, in a couple of weeks ago when we lost or whatever he's so he's so balanced he's so um calm with He's phrasing. There's nothing unbiased about what he says, but I think that he uses his language barrier to his advantage. Yeah,
1: totally. He's a class act. Yeah,
3: totally. He is a class act. Absolutely class act. And he's nice to look at, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah,
1: well,
2: will we'll leave that to you to decide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think AVB was too clever for the reporters, um, and it turned out against him. Um, not that I want to bring AVB into this, but You know, he he turned people like Jiggins and that other idiot uh, Ashton, you know, We Is Us fame, uh, inside out with some of his uh, press uh, conferences because they didn't understand him. You know, I think he actually knew more English than they did, but, you know, um, but with AVB, as Nicky just said, uh, not AVB, uh, Poch, as Nicky just said, that I think sometimes he understands the question just doesn't want to go there so he sort of comes out with the bulk standard Uh, yeah the supporter is uh, very happy for the supporter you know this kind of thing it's (laughs) it's great it's great camouflage i think
3: i think it is i think it's very tactical
2: and they and they can't throw the thing at him that he didn't play i mean avb was the technician but he's not an ex-player pochettino is an ex-player an ex-argentine international so he he knows what it's like to be a player as well I think that must help with his man management, his approach to the media, everything really.
0: If you contrast him to, let's say, Mourinho, okay, let's let let's let's give Mourinho credit where it's due. Do we have you know, he's to? He's won a lot of, tr- well, just, sorry, played de- devil's advocate. Okay. here. He, he's 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 um he's won a lot of trophies, blah blah blah, different c- countries. And to be fair, Poch is starting out. And he hasn't yet. Hopefully, he will. Don't jinx it. (laughs) But, but he's he's certainly an up and coming manager. He's certainly a good manager, even though he might not have won anything yet. Um, But the way he conducts himself contrasts that. Compare and contrast that to Mourinho, and you know one of them has even gone as far. I'm pretty sure it was last season. I think after Chelsea played Aston Villa. He came out and he was so sarcastic. He made a sarcastic com- comment towards the referee um, and just said, "I don't know whoever the referee was. Let's say it was Joe Blogs." And he said, oh, well done to Mister Joe Blogs. Well done, well done." Um, I remember knowing that, knowing full well that he, yeah, knowing full well that he couldn't criticize the referee um, directly. He he did it in that way, which I mean everybody knew what he was doing, but it, it just I don't like to see that. Um, Whoever it is, whether it's uh, Mourinho or Sam Allardyce or, or Sir Alex Ferguson, you know it's always nice and endearing when when a when a, when somebody behaves when a manager behaves in the right way. Um, Potter reminds me in many ways of Martin yole um, another one who, who who never would would come out and um, Edma. What's the, what's what's the well, phrase they use? Bring the game. and distribute yeah. oh, You mean
1: slack like off another team. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I, I used to love Joel when he had this little tiny wry smile every time he was interviewed after a great result. Do you remember that? Ah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The thing is that you never hear a sound. Well, you've heard one soundbite, I suppose, from Poch, the Wikipedia reference. But I'm um, unlike Timmy. He was he was just interested in sound bites. Marino likes his sound bites. Even Wenger likes his sound bites. You don't get that with Pochettino.
1: Um, Sorry, just going back to today's game, you have to say, we were so good that even Wenger couldn't pick a hole in us today. Did you see the interview after? He just could not pick a a hole in us. He said that, uh, you know, know, it was like that. It was good.
2: Did Wenger see the game?
1: Um, He doesn't usually. I'll tell you what he did see. I'll tell you what he did see. He saw the Danny Rose tackle, uh, uh, the the stamp on uh, Giroud's Achilles. He saw that, funny enough. He doesn't usually see. Ah. But he saw that one. Um,
2: Harry Kane. <laughs> we have to, don't we? <laughs> what do you um, I'm not afraid. I think he was great. Uh, yeah.
1: What I what I'd like to I'd say like about that. Harry was, you know, at the beginning of the season there was so much irony and sarcasm towards him, you know. He was the brunt of so many jokes. Don't worry, Harry's got this, Super Kane, Jesus Kane, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know. But um, I've always liked that kid, and I saw him in a a couple of uh, early games, and I thought, this guy he could really hold on to the ball. In fact, he can almost play like a number 10 at times. Uh, He brings other people into the game. He's so strong. Uh, He can score any kind of goal. I think it's living proof, you know, that's what fans can achieve as well as the player himself if they get the backing of everybody, you know, if everybody gets behind him. Uh, and look at them singing his name now. This guy is on cloud nine, I'm telling you. 22 goals from him is unbelievable.
2: thing is, Lovely. he's on cloud nine with his feet on the ground.
1: Yeah, at the same time. So, you know, you can't get better than that. I think he might break 30 this year. Uh, goals, that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. In, in
1: all competitions? Uh, yeah, yeah, in all competitions. I mean, he's got uh, 12 now in the Premier League, so uh, 22 overall. So I think in all competition. And that's not to be sniffed at, is
0: it, really? And that 22 overall, is that 22 overall for Spurs or does it include England and 21 no, games? Okay, 22 overall for Spurs. So I think, if I'm not mistaken... Jurgen Klinsmann, in his first incarnation at Spurs, got twenty-eight or twenty-nine go- goals in total that season.
1: Yeah, I think you're about
0: right. And Bale got twenty odds. I don't know how many. How, how, how many in, in, in that final season, um, you, you're right. I think at the moment, if, if, if it's a trajectory, it, it's going one way and it's just going up. And um,
1: he, he just mustn't. Uh, he just I... mustn't get injured. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, but, yeah.
3: but you know what? If you watch him, um, Paul and I were discussing it, and we were just saying, you know, he's such an intelligent player. He doesn't go into the tackles unnecessarily. He doesn't put himself in a position where he is likely to be injured, because he doesn't he doesn't uh, get himself into a situation where where he's likely to be tackled or somebody, especially an Arsenal player, can do the nasty on him or whatever. He's just he's quick with the ball. He moves it goes forward it, he, uh, he shoots on target, he gets himself to a position where he's able to play the ball, and I don't think that the guy's going to get injured touch wood, I'm touching my head right now, but <laughs> he really is just so, so clever um, with the way he interprets the game and the way he sees it uh, full, un- unfolding in front of him. I don't think he'll be in that kind of position because he's just too bright.
1: I mean, he's very determined. Did you notice uh, a couple of times today how he just wanted to be in front of that uh, Arsenal player and the ball uh, as well? He did this against Chelsea as well. He always just wanted to be in front of the uh, player and the ball in between them, if you like. And he always made sure that he got there before the other player.
2: I mean, that, yeah. that first goal against Chelsea, that really reminded me of Ricky Villa. That goal, he, you know, he, he was going forward. Nobody could get in his way. As you say, it's this determination.
1: Yes, the Ricky Villa, 1981. I was there. Uh, Loved
2: it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: I I, I think what I like is that, especially now, reaching this stage of the season, I've always said that um, players like Kane, Ericsson, Chadley, Lamella, they're, they're all intelligent players. They seem to have a sense of where they're, where they want players to go, and it's it's I saw I saw parts of it earlier on in the season, but now it's it's becoming even more prevalent. You can notice it even more. Um, I'm sorry to mention his name. That's another reason why I, I wouldn't want Aid to come in now, because you know unless Harry gets injured, because he, he just screw things up. I think I think that that this this forward line, this attack, is getting a nice a nice relationship between them.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good that um, Poch didn't use AD at all today. Um, yeah, you know, against the arse. because uh, um, yeah, I just don't think he's right. He would have been in the tunnel before the game, and they, he would have been shaking their <laughs> hands and kissing their asses. Yeah, it's you yeah, know, not today. He was not even uh, on the bench. I think it was a good call there. Definitely, the boys looked like they meant business, didn't they?
0: Hmm. So. Talking of which, um, well, sorry, a, a, a couple of points on on, on Harry. Firstly, um, I think I've there have been lots of comparisons flying about um, Harry Kane, comparing him to different players, comparing him to Teddy him and so forth. But I think a few weeks ago on the podcast, I I compared him to a young Wayne Rooney. At times today. The way that he held up the ball, I think Ali, you, you refer, referred to that earlier. The way that he was holding up the ball reminded me of Alan Shearer in his in his pomp, um, and he was just really strong, and he was just holding the ball, and I, and I think that that was that that's something that stands out, as well as obviously his technical ability and being good on on the ball. But in addition to that, he he he's got the strength to be an out and out, um, dare I say it. Um, I throw back you know, an old sort of English type set forward. Um,
1: I always likened him to Martin Chivers. I, I said it from the beginning. He seemed. He reminds me a lot of Martin Chivers. Um, but today, uh, who was it? Uh, Michael Owen. He ref- no, not Michael Owen. Sorry, the good guy, Paul Scholes. Um, <laughs> he referred to uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. He said. He said that Harry Kane reminds him of a Ruud van Nistelrooy he's so determined and so uh, positive Uh, yeah I think you can get no higher acclaim than that really
2: I I, I don't think you can you can really say that he's like this player or that player because each he's he scores lots of different goals and each goal that he scores it reminds you of somebody else basically he's Harry Kane
3: exactly he's who he is in his own right yeah and he's going to become a Spurs legend
1: Yes, he will. I've got that down on my own notes. He's going to be <laughs> a Spurs legend. I believe it. <laughs> and he said today, didn't he, or yesterday, that he wishes to be at Spurs for, you know, all of his career. Uh, I hope that really Absolutely. is
3: true. Uh, you know, if that is true, then, you know, hats off to him because because that's the kind of player that we want. That kind of commitment and dedication, um, and that kind of loyalty. That's what we want. To rail. No, screw Rail. Do
1: the
3: And and Bale and Ronaldo and all of those no, guys. I Spurs like Bale.
1: Bale, Bale, Bale. today said that he hopes and no, he thinks and he hopes that Spurs will win today and that we will uh, get to the Champions League and hopefully meet them next year.
3: Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Sorry, I've I've got no love lost for, for Bale. Uh, I've,
0: come I've, on, he's I, part I, of, I, he's part, I, of,
1: I, he's part I, of our I, brilliant history.
0: Nicky, I, lo- I love the way he said. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> um, <laughs> so Very way. Um, j- j- just, I remember what I was going to say. Just coming back to Poch, but linking it with with Harry Kane. One of the one of the things you've got to give Poch credit. One of the many things you've got to give him credit for is at the start of the season, he gave players like Harry um, Harry Kane, Adibayor, Kapue, Kabul, um, etc. A chance. He's given all of these players a chance to a lesser degree. Robert uh, Roberto Soldado, in fairness to, to Bobby, um, every time that he does, unfortunately, seem to score, which is not that often, he doesn't seem to start the next game. But he's, he's given everybody a, a crack of the whip, and including Harry Kane. And Harry Kane's taken that, that opportunity with both hands, and he deserves his place in the team. So people like Adebayor and Soldado, who on paper should be should be in the team you would think based on reputation and and, and so forth and they're not um, that speaks volumes for harry kane as a player um but it also doesn't you know speak it's also an indicator of how how their how adebayor and soldado's careers have um have fallen by the wayside and the reality is okay we have we didn't bring anybody in the transfer window um, we are involved in a few competitions and we will have to call upon, I'm sure, Adebayor and Soldado in certain games, you know, to come off the bench or, or what have you. But when push comes to shove, if you ask Pochettino, I'm sure, if you ask him what's his strongest eleven, Harry Kane will start. Oh, he definitely. he is the number one striker, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, we, if we get another striker, it'll be to support Harry now. It, we'd have thought before it would be the other way around, but now it'll be to support Harry.
1: Well, I mean, we're not going to buy a striker, uh, another 30 million or 26 million uh, striker because you cannot shift ha- uh, Harry Kane at the moment, I think. And uh, if a guy came in like that, he's not going to be playing second fiddle to him, is he? So, you know, we need a. if we did need another striker, he would be the type of player who wouldn't mind sitting on the bench um, to take over when Harry goes off or something, to give him a rest or something, you know. Uh, Because let's face it, I mean, Eddie Bayou wanted to go to West Ham, so uh, we could have been been left with two strikers um, in this January. And I still think that, personally, that Soldado will come good. Um,
2: Yeah, I still hope that as well. I don't know if he will, but I really want him to
1: you can see that he's you know he's got it in him he just he just needs a bit of luck, a bit of luck or a bit more yeah luck, shall I say you know or
0: oh, a bit more mushroom I mean, I y- y- I, yeah, I sorry <laughs> I'm just going
1: to say the, the last uh, the last thing is is that Porch will only play one up front anyway so you know the occasion odd occasion when we have to go for the game he he does stick on two strikers but uh, as a general rule he plays as a single striker so three strikers should be enough for us shouldn't it really mm.
0: yeah that's i think we all want addy we all sorry, addy, we all want um to come good but i i don't think that that um nikki should be eating mushrooms constantly <laughs> for the rest of her her life and if he's going to start scoring on a regular basis then I, I, I wouldn't wish that upon me uh, I can have
1: her mushrooms. I love mushrooms, so it's not a problem for me.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm okay with mushrooms as
0: well.
1: <laughs> Even magic ones.
3: <laughs> I've never tried no, those.
1: <laughs> Nor have I, but I wish I had. <laughs>
0: um, final thing I was just going to say on, 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 on Harry Kane. Um, uh, I was getting the train back um from the game and i was on the central line and i and i met this american gentleman called paul who comes from chicago and we started talking about the game and and um paul referred to he was wax lyrical about kane as we all are and he referred to you know, kane not having pace now i've heard this a lot i don't think he, he's he like he's no slouch I've, Secondly, to me, I'd, I, I, I think he's got a bit of pace. Oh, definitely. He's quite fast. Definitely. If
1: you're Plus, he can hold the ball. So, uh, bollocks to that man, the American man, Paul. Yeah. I'll second that.
3: <laughs> but you know, even even the the commentators were saying that he's not the fastest guy, um, but he's got everything else going for him, so it does not matter. I don't get that because I actually think he's quite fast. He may not be. Um, I don't know. Who are your fastest strikers? Think about it. I don't even. I can't even think one of one off the top of my head. But when he's got everything else going for him, they've got to try and find something wrong with Kane. So let's. Oh, let's just criticise his pace because that's the only thing that's wrong with him at the moment. So it's just sour grapes. They can all go
0: to hell.
2: Exactly. Well, if he was a winger, I might worry about it, but he's not.
0: Absolutely. So I, don't. I mean, okay, he, he's he's not fast in terms of maybe Aaron Lennon or Carl Walker fast. But having said that, I've seen there's been quite a few occasions where the other team are attacking, and then suddenly there's a counter attack, and and Kane is bringing the full ball forward. He's taking it forward, and he's beating people, and then he's taking it forward still, and people um... don't keep up with him. I think. What's to say? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And anyway, those fast guys don't usually score goals, but uh, Harry's got 22 yeah. goals. You just cannot take it away from him. I don't even Inter- remember Shearer being so fast. Does, does anybody remember Shearer being so fast? No. Teddy Sheringham wasn't fast. He was immense. No. You yeah. know, so. The thing is, he,
2: he hasn't he hasn't got off the mark acceleration, but he kind of builds up to it. And when he gets going, it's, it's like Bale. He's like a rhinoceros or something. I mean, in, during the World Cup, I, I, I was lucky to be a, at some of the matches. And I, I was in your Robin, in the, um, in the match when the, the Holland beat Spain five-one, I was behind the goal that he was approaching. I've never seen anything like it. You know, I would have painted to be standing in front of me. I just, I just got not flying. And I think Kane can do that as well.
0: We've, um, we've got some questions, um, which, um, which we'll address in the second half of the podcast. Uh-huh. Um But now, for some important messages. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Um before we go into some questions, um Greg, yes. You've been writing a book, I believe.
2: Well, I'm writing my second book now. Yes, I've I've self-published one, Virtual Messiah, which you can anybody can buy from Smashwords or iTunes, or uh, now um, Amazon as well. It's only two dollars ninety-nine. Oh, thank you, thank you, Matt, <laughs> thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. you I don't think I'm going to be made a millionaire because of it, but you know, it's just an achievement. I just feel good that I've managed to get it out there.
0: And um, you said you're working on a second book,
2: yeah? The second book, I think, (laughs) the second book is kind of it's science fiction, and it 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 involves reincarnation, the Illuminati, and cloning. Should be quite a good mix. Interesting.
0: And um, a quick synopsis, if you if if you will, of um, Virtual Messiah. Go on, titillate us. Ah,
2: titillate you. Well, there are a couple of sex scenes in it, so that might titillate you. Which Uh, pages? <laughs> Chapter, 17 is <laughs> Chapter seventeen is a good one. Chapter seventeen is a good one. Quick synopsis: It's a it's a guy who lives in Brazil, who has this kind of philosophy of life. Um, he meets up with a like a drifter at carnival in Brazil. The drift. They start talking the next day about this philosophy. The drifter. Puts it on Facebook, goes viral, and he ends up with two people looking for him. One is a, a hot, tasty um, journalist, who I, I, when I was writing it, I was thinking of Emily Blunt. I think she'd be good for it. So she's trying to find out who he is because the media's interested. But there's also a psycho, who's a, a British psycho, who believes that the Bible was completely written for him, nobody else. So he wants to find this find Carl, the original guy, as well but he wants to kill him. That's a brief synopsis.
3: Okay. I read that. That's what made me download it, and I'm going to actually start reading it this evening, because I just quite like the sound of it. So I'm looking forward to it. I will give you my my book review afterwards. Okay. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) So we've had a few questions. Um, Rebecca Braddock asks, if we beat that lot if there's no if about it (laughs) we will and we have yes um how do we all celebrate
3: uh Uh, wine (laughs) but i think that's a no-brainer for me i think everybody thinks i'm an alcoholic which i'm not i'm a drunk alcoholics go to meetings i go to parties so i celebrate (laughs) with wine and uh running around the garden screaming my head off
1: Yeah, similar here. Wine, wine, more beer, a little bit of wine, screaming, shouting, laughing, just generally being in a good mood. I'm I'm so glad you asked me to come on here and on a game that we've won, because otherwise I wouldn't have wanted to speak to anybody.
2: Yeah, that would have been horrible.
1: Especially on a game like this one.
2: For me, the match was on at quarter to ten in the morning, so it was a bit early. Um, Afterwards, I was just shouting in the kitchen, as I say, frightening the cat. I'll probably celebrate later on with a, a bowl of acai, which is a Brazilian fruit. You have it with kind of, I don't know how you describe it. You, you, it's it's kind of a smoothie. You put banana on top, and then for me, I put um, leite empo, powdered milk on top. and It's absolutely delicious. So I'll probably do that later on.
0: Okay. Um, Carol Hayward asks... Would you dress as a full kit, Branker at the game if we if it meant we beat the maintenance? Yes. So that that's the full that's the Arsenal kit, top to toe.
2: Yes, but I would also have a have a notice around my neck saying I'm actually a Spurs supporter.
1: I, I was going to I'm oh, sorry, Nicky
3: first. Uh, no, 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 go, Ellie. I'm thinking about my answer.
1: Um, I was going to answer this Uh, absolutely not Um, of course I'd love to win 8-0 against them um, but to dress up in that uh, disgusting outfit that they wear would just be horrible but then I thought that was fucking selfish so um, yeah I suppose I'd do it Um, and then I'd bathe in Domestos I suppose and then after that I'll be happy as you lot so yeah I would. Have
0: Have a sandblast shower
1: yeah, that will do it, I think.
0: <laughs> I think. Um, I don't think I could do it. I think if I did it, I would have to turn myself in for sectioning afterwards. I, I, no, I yeah, didn't. but 8 0. Eight.
1: Eight. Yeah. Nil. It's the scum. Wouldn't, eight 0.
2: Wouldn't you love rubbing that in Laguna's faces?
0: If it was an away kit, if it was one of their away kits, it wouldn't be too bad, maybe.
2: Oh, that's an idea, Possibly. yeah.
3: Yeah, I like that. That's better. I just, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm sorry. I, I, red is my favourite colour. I cannot bring myself to have anything to do with an Arsenal kit. Not, not even for eight points, uh, eight goals against them. I'm sorry. There's just, there's just no way. I would have the belief that we are good enough to beat them, even if it was one 0 two one you know, three two, whatever the case may be, I'd have enough belief that we would beat them that I wouldn't have to put myself through that because I'd be in therapy for the rest of my life. And then I will be an alcoholic. Haven't have to cope with how I sold my soul to the devil for eight goals. Are you mad? Never gonna happen.
2: But what if what if we needed to beat them eight nil to win the premiership? Uh, that's a
1: good Sorry. question. Come on,
3: Nikki. <laughs> Damn it. Oh,
1: just okay, this see, one. see, that's not fair. But see it as though you're eating mushrooms.
3: <sighs> oh, oh. Well, then I'd be think... gagging the whole way.
2: Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. allowed to gag.
1: You're allowed to gag. Exactly. Am
3: I allowed to put a bag over my head so nobody sees who I am?
1: You can put one on my head as well if you wanted. <laughs>
3: because let's uh... just oh, I don't know. Look, if it was a... if it was for us to win the the Premiership then I probably would thanks Carol for a lovely question I'm really going to go and wash my mouth out now because just the thought of it ugh, I I
0: would. if if a Premier League title um, was up for stage mm. I would not only wear the Arsenal sh- um, full kit so I, would, I, would, I would even go for the home one if, I, if, if, it, if it was a Premier League title um, the poor old sheep would get it in the process as well Um <laughs> Coming back to a previous question on a podcast a few weeks ago, but that would be okay because it would be like an Arsenal fan buggering a sheep, as opposed to me. So you know, it would it would be it would be acceptable.
2: You could put a Piers Morgan mask on as well.
0: Oh, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving swiftly on, Mark RG asks: Is Dembele ooh, is Dembele our best all round central midfielder? Um. I think lately he's been getting
1: better and better Um, you know he's not uh, the finished article um, but he seems to be getting stronger with games I just wish he'd shoot more but he is uh, he is a strong midfielder in my opinion Uh, he could be better I, I can't say much more than that really
2: I tend to agree with that because I've noticed he has been getting better of late. I mean, I've never really rated him much. But the last few games, I've been watching him and thinking, oh, he's not doing too badly this game. So, maybe. uh, It's difficult. Maybe.
3: Yeah. Look, uh, I think think when he was younger, he was a lot better. And then he got injured and he just wasn't up to scratch. But I think he is improving. So... At the moment, is he the best? What do we have to really compete with him? Who do we have? Palenio? Mm, no. Yeah,
1: I put Bentaleb ahead of him at the moment, personally. I mm. think uh, he's young, he's strong, he's he's got a lot of um, um, international experience as well. Now uh, he looks yeah. hungrier. He's he played really well today. Um, uh, yeah, and I think he's a Spurs boy. So uh...
3: Yeah, he is a Spurs boy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think Ben Taleb is, is better. But, you know, when... Dembele's good with, with holding off on, opposition. But I agree. I think if he could just shoot and just take those opportunities when they're presented, not hold onto the ball, just pass quicker, take the opportunity if it's given to him, it could be... You know, he could get back to where he was a couple of years ago when I thought he was really, really at his prime.
1: It's, it's quite possible he doesn't fit into Poch's style because Poch does like to play a quick game, you know, a quick attacking game. And it yeah. does seem that when Dembele gets the ball, he, he, the, the game slows down for a few minutes. Um, hmm. That's my own only concern and his shooting, that's it. So that's two concerns. Uh, other than that, I think he's he's quite good, but getting better, but not brilliant
0: at the moment. I think he should be. He's got all the attributes to be our best midfielder. He should be when you look around. Um, but for me, the fact that, just what you said, Ali, um, his inability to shoot, and he's got it in his locker. We, we've seen that gates Leon um, a couple of years ago in the Europa. Um, and the fact that he dilly dallies and holds onto the ball for too long. Um,
1: Having said that, he did have a, a shot today, didn't he, with his right foot. Uh, which the keeper parried to Kane um, was called as uh, offside. Do you remember? Him?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So,
1: yeah, he can do it sometimes. Uh, just wish he'd do it more often, really. You know, I think at Fulham uh, he was the main man, and so you know it suited him. Uh, but at Spurs, I think he—he, he, I don't know. Maybe he feels inferior to others. I don't know. It could be something to do with that. Uh, there's no proof
0: in what I'm saying, but. I just feel it um, question from Zach um, who asks what do you what what do we think will convince levy to allow Poch to spend over the summer and make next our first year and make sorry and make next year our first year after transition year question um, to that here he says apart from the obvious um, defensive frailty, lack of second strike option, missing, sacking link in midfield and, and a globally in demand keeper. Where else um, does he need to strengthen on the um, team sheets? Uh, he says that um, in a tongue-in-cheek way.
3: <clears throat> well, we need we need somebody down the left. I don't think that Rose is necessarily the answer and I don't have much faith in Davies either. I think we're weak there. Um just my opinion. Um, what would he do to convince Levy to spend money? I don't know. Actually, you know, I think Will, the win, the,
2: win he... the Capital One Cup.
3: <laughs>
0: I finish full. But The
3: fact that he is yeah. that he is <laughs> able to to um, take these players and that he's been lumped with really and and get the best out of them. Uh, I think, speaks volumes for, for his ability as a coach, as a manager. So, yeah,
1: but I, I maybe Levy
3: that. looks at that and goes, OK, but we don't need to spend money because, yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're you're getting the best out of your players that you've got. So I think
1: he might be convincing so, them to not spend, huh?
3: Exactly. Yeah. True,
2: true. Yeah, I, th- I think Pochettino's already doing it. I think the way he's approaching... His his way with the club, with the players, with the media. He's he's proving himself a, a a, hopefully a great manager for us. And I think Levy appreciates that. And if he if he feels he needs to bring in a player, hopefully Levy will back him on that. But uh, I mean, I, I don't like it when people say, oh, why didn't you buy this player? Why didn't you buy this player? It's not it's not like going into a shop. You don't see a player on the shelf and say, oh, I'll have that one you have to negotiate with the other with the other club and if the other club don't want to sell you him or you haven't got enough money well there's nothing you can do about it that's why Chelsea collect players Chelsea and Man City they just collect players so other teams can't have them we can't do that
0: mm.
3: agreed
1: yeah agreed they just you know it doesn't matter what it costs for them it's just like a pee-pee in the ocean really so yeah uh, you know they just buy them so others can't have them so as you say we can't we cannot do that you know? so uh, unless, until we get that stadium up and running um, and the revenue increased, etc., with bums on seats, etc., I can't see us really competing. I think we're punching above our weight. And uh, at the moment, we've got the right people in place, I think, to do it without spending so much money. So
0: I don't know what you think of that. I think that, um, well, I believe he gave... If we go back twelve months, Levy gave Sherwood um, an eighteen-month contract. Um, he didn't really. That let's let's face it, that was all. Um, he, he probably at the back of his mind, Levy was like, right, I want to get whoever it may be, Potch or Debor or Van Hall or somebody in the summer. Yeah. But that person is only going to be available in the summer, so. Um, he got his man in the summer. He gave him a five-year contract. Um, Paul Mitchell has been brought into the club. They're building something. So I think that Levy and also Potch is, is repaying the faith that's been shown in, in him with the results, with the way that he's getting the best out of players. So I think, I'd think i like to think that Levy would back him <laughs> in the summer. Where I think... Gunshots?
2: Uh, probably a firework, I should think. It happens here.
0: <laughs> where- yeah. <laughs> where I think that Levy will fall short as ever is he will probably back Potch in the summer on a particular player but Levy will try to haggle um, and get the best price as he always does yeah um, but then he's, he's a businessman and uh, do, you, do you see anything wrong with that though
1: because uh, I don't
0: no nor do I no I, d- I don't but it's still frustrating as a fan as a football yeah. fan um, if you look at it pragmatically and objectively, then um, he's, he's probably doing the right thing. But as a football fan, you know, from a purely selfish point of view, if there's a player out there, we want him in. And if it's it, if the perception is that Levy's haggling over a few million here and a few million there, then you think, well, you know, just get on with it, just sign the player. I think we
1: only perceive what we hear or what we read, you know, and... Um... Mm. Uh, if, if it came from the horse's mouth, it, I'm sure he'll tell you a different story. But uh, I don't really believe what I read in the press, to be honest. You know, uh, most of it is bullshit, yeah. I don't I'm even sure. want to
2: know what, what players we're look, really looking for. Because if I know, then the other clubs know. The competition knows. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not bothered right. if I don't know. I'd like to wake up in the morning and find, wow, we bought Ronaldo or whatever. I wouldn't, wouldn't want us to be linked to him. Whole summer or whatever, because that's telling all the other clubs and giving them an advantage.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. A North London related, a North London derby related question. Um, Devan Panja from Leicester asks, "What's your favourite non-goal related moment from past North London um, North London derby? So, for instance, incidents, etc." His um, will be Big Martin Yole and Venga squaring up on the touchline.
1: Uh, I was at Highbury the day when uh, Robbo st- stuck nearly Chuckles into the into the crowd. I like to call him Nearly Chuckles because it's uh, it's funnier than Charlie Nicholas. But I was there at that day, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, shame he didn't put him a bit higher into the crowd. I, I seem to remember John Hollins going into the crowd once as well, or, or the ditch around Highbury, I can't remember, but I think it was Robbo again. I don't know if anyone remembers it at all.
3: No, no, no I don't.
1: What, <laughs> well, the John Hollins one? You remember the, You remember Charlie Nicholas being put into the stand by Graham Roberts, no?
2: Remember that? No. Yeah.
1: Aha. Uh-huh, okay. I have to post a picture up for it, uh, for sake.
3: <laughs> Please. Thanks. Okay, we'll do.
2: I suppose for me, I, I, Paul Robinson leading the crowd in the chance of stand up if you hate Arsenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was a nice connection, connection between the the players, the club, and the fans, and of course mm-hmm. the words of the song were great.
1: I did have another one. When we were beating them 5-1 in the cup uh, at the White Hot Lane, there was about 30 or 40 minutes to go and the Arsenal end, emptied.
0: Remember yeah. that? Yep. Amazing. I remember that. That was, I would probably say, that game for mm. me. Um, I was at that game and um, I, I, this season I've been going quite frequently but in the past... Um, wouldn't go necessarily frequently for a number of reasons um so and i happened to go to that game um and it was one of only two matches i went to that season um 0708 the other one was for all against chelsea um in march of that year and i went to that semi-final and um the atmosphere that day um though that that evening um was, was was amazing um Nikki, are there any particular moments from Spurs Arsenal games that stand out for
3: you? That I can think of at the top of my head, no. Guys, you've got to bear in mind I've had a lot of wine. Okay, I can't think right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um. All right. Now the question. Sorry, a couple more questions. Um. Kent Goodrich asks, if Siamese twins participated in a football match, do they count as one or two players? Jesus, what a question.
1: Um, yeah, I, don't know.
0: I don't know, but I'll put him Some in Some sick minds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely put him in goal. Or well, it'll have to be a him, I suppose. So, um, yeah, put, put him, him in him goal, that's, that's a good idea. Put him in goal, but I think it's two people anyway, isn't it?
2: I think it's feet on the ground, isn't it? So if they assume that <laughs> they don't share legs... I think it would be two people.
3: Yeah, I think the question said two heads. So, you know, at least they, you know, I'd, I'd have them playing in Kabul's position because at least they'd be thinking way more than he does. So that's one player. Thank you. Could we sign them? <laughs> does he know who they are? <laughs> Do they want Kabul?
1: I'm just trying to imagine the kit, what it would look like. With... <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you, Jav?
0: Um, I yeah. Two heads are better than one. Um, it's definitely two players. Yeah,
3: it's one player. There's one body there. It's two heads, one body. Four, it's one four four legs. No, but he Just... said two heads.
0: I thought it's said... actually. I yeah. No, I think I think Nicky's right because if if
3: it's one body, two heads.
0: Two pl- yeah, yeah. Because if it's two play- if it was two players and one of them got a red card for <laughs> ps- I don't know, shouting some some, some for, for, for some verbals towards the referee, then they'd both. No, walk the refs can't coordinate. send him off because brother would say it wasn't me. He did it.
1: Try sending him off. <laughs> I didn't do it. So, are we talking about
2: Zaphod Beetlebox, or whatever his name was from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
3: Yeah. Yes.
2: Right. I, I was so. under the impression it was just two Siamese twins joined, but if it's a two-headed monster.
0: <laughs> Let's go for yeah. another question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm tr- right, so we've got... Um, blah, 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 blah. Paul Esau asks, what are his chances of getting into Wembley to see the final dressed as a waiter?
1: Dressed as a waitress, I suppose he could, but not sure about waiters. Definitely a waitress, you know, with a sexy uh, uh, uniform or something. Yeah, he could pass it, I reckon. Not, not as a waiter,
0: no. Why would his chances increase if he's if he's a, if he's a waitress as opposed to a waiter? Would he bit with it because he can flirt his way? Past
1: the steward, and yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, if I was if uh, a steward and a waitress came up to me and said, "Can I come in?" I would say, "Yeah." But if a waiter came up, I'd I'd want to see his ticket. That's just oh, me, but though. But what if Flav? What
2: if Javad was in charge, and the waiter was, the waiter was Flav, and the waitress was Jenna Louise Coleman? Who would he let in?
1: It would be Jenna, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, you I should let F- you should let Flav in and keep Jenna with you.
0: That's a good answer. Yep. <laughs> um, or uh, No. Um, uh, <laughs> you, don't what, you don't know what to say <laughs> now, do you? <laughs> Final,
2: this is called shooting yourself um, in the foot, Javid.
0: Um. I yeah. I don't know where all this Flav stuff has, has stemmed from. I just happened to say that. You know, I, I thought he does a good job on the Fighting Cop podcast, and that's it. And apparently, that equals man crush on, on him. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure I've anyway. seen a flev heart um, uh, from you once, no? Maybe. maybe, maybe. maybe don't know. Um, Paul Esau, another question from Paul Esau, final question. Um, apologies for lowering the tone here somewhat. If we beat the scum on Saturday, again, what is it with this ifs? we will exactly no faith would it be would it be deemed inappropriate to go on a spunk fest down the high street
1: (laughs) well I'm nowhere near a high street thank god but uh, no he could go and do one I think it would be great good idea why not
2: well I don't know about a fest but maybe you could knock one out on on the Arsenal team coach
1: Yeah, not sure I could do that personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else?
3: No, I just I think that's really lowering the tone. And Paul, I'm very disappointed in you.
0: <laughs> um, not in a busy high street, no, no. But uh, of course, if you're wearing, if if you if you happen to be coming back to the early question, if you happen to be wearing a choices. Um, uh, exactly. Not the waitress, but if you're wearing the, the Arsenal kits, then at least you've got something to wipe it on. <laughs> <laughs> before
3: you
1: before you burn and, it.
0: Indeed, yeah. And on that note, um, we're all off to read the virtual Messiah. Yes. Um, no, we're not. Um, we're all off to relive um, the North London Dubby. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ali Hassan, for joining me this week. Thank you... Um, Nikki, if you're still with us, um, and <laughs> thank you. Um, how many glasses? Uh,
3: uh well, a bottle, a,
0: bottle, no. a bottle. Is it red wine?
3: Um, well, I was on red because I had no white, but now I've got white, so it's probably just oh, half okay. a bottle of red and now onto the white.
2: <laughs> so, red and white. Oh, I don't like that mixture.
3: Mm. Okay, uh, Jav, can I just say something quickly? I posted Mm -hmm. something on on my page yesterday. It was some arbitrary thing about seven facts you may or may not know about me. And one of them was that I hate my middle name. And Andy Hawker said, uh, and I said I hate frogs. So Andy um, said, you need to either... If again, he said, "If we beat the scum, when we beat the scum, Andy, and we have, you have to shut up with the frog noises. We have to. I have to either hold a frog or reveal my middle name. So I hate frogs. Come on, you spurs. My middle name is Oh my God, Matilda. Oh Oh my God,
1: Oh my God, Matilda. (laughs) Oh M G. Matilda. (laughs) Matilda, that's nice." Waltzing oh, it's a Matilda. horrible name! <laughs> ah, waltzing Matilda, waltzing <laughs> Matilda, come on! That's what I was worried about.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matilda, that's a nice name.
0: Ah! Uh, I uh, just just remembered, Nikki. Just um, next week's podcast um, will be um, different. That's all. All I'm going to say. Um, it's going to be a world's first, I believe, for a Spurs podcast. So please do give it a listen, everyone. Um, Greg thanks um once again for for, for um, taking part Oh you're podcast. welcome I've enjoyed it. Chapter 17 you said. <laughs> yeah chapter 17 <laughs> yeah chapter 17 okay noted. Um, I'm busy I'm reading it note. now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the future's bright the future's lily white good night. good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>